Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our mates at hungover.net.au. My name's Corey, and as always, Uncle is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And, uh, well, as usual, jam packed podcast here today as we uh, look forward to previewing round number seven. But before we get stuck into that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. I it's kind of one of those real lackluster weekends, isn't it, Bombs? I mean, we've been been blessed in the early rounds with like massive scores, and then I'm coming back to reality this this week with a two zero six three, which is more than what I told you before because I thought I didn't score that high. Um, yeah, no, that's not high, but um, yeah, two zero six three uh, dropped my rank back down to four thousand nine hundred and twenty four. So a minus two thousand seven hundred and eighteen places off that score. That just shows you what kind of log jam we're dealing with. How'd you go, mate? There's a huge log jam here, mate. I scored twenty seventy seven. So I think that's a couple of weeks in a row now. Just sort of picked you, I reckon. Um, and my season rank again, like you, fell down twenty seven hundred spots and uh, six thousand and eighty five overall. But more importantly, Corey got the uh, got the win in Divi one, which is pretty much the only thing I care about, dude. Yeah, I managed to snag three wins this week, so three out of a possible ten. Um, changed captain late to Dangerfield from Cripper. I needed Dangers to outscore Cripper by sixteen points. Didn't happen, as we can all see. They both scored what ninety three or something. Yeah, I think Danger's kicked in by one. Yeah, um, and I was saying to you before, I absolutely marked up my captain loophole this week. Didn't really pay attention to who could come on field. So yeah. I know we all had Clark, but I'd done a late change with Lockhart. Um, I wasn't overly happy about taking a score of 30-odd. So, But story for another day. We've got a big podcast ahead of us. It's not always about us, Bumps, even though you like to think it is, about you and Sam Walsh over there and your little... Well, corner. to be honest, I've got a little bone to pick with him because 79 after three tons in a row, um, I'm not all that impressed with him. And uh, I've been texting him this week, Corey, just let him know um, about his priorities, about what he needs to do on field. And um, he's assured me, Corey, he's assured me he's coming back out with a 104 plus this week. Could even feature in the captain's article, I reckon. Well, I taunted that a little bit last week, but as the responsible choo-choo choose your captain sort of, uh, what do you call the driver of a freight train? What do you call it? A conductor. Would I be a conductor? <laughs> I'd be a conductor. As the responsible conductor that I am, cause uh, left him out. Actually, I left Paddy Cripps out of my top five as well. I had a, I had a pretty successful week in the article. I had um, Fife and Neil at one and two and had Boak and Grundy and uh, Rockliffe all in the top five who... Well, aside from Rockleaf, I think all the others posted really good numbers. Not a bad little start there, Bumps. Um, we'll jump across to the Bubble Boys. We've got Will Hayes with a negative 57 break even, sitting at 117k. We've also got Lewis Young and... Uh, sorry, Lewis Young. Lewis Mitchell and uh, Lockie Young down back. Lewis Mitchell up forward, Lockie Young down back. Um, not huge kind of scores. And before we get onto the Will Hayes train, I think we should avoid these players, Bonts, because we've got Larky next week up forward, who scored 75. He'll probably keep his spot for North. Um, Ainsworth down back. Potentially Rotham returning. It's, I mean, we're very hopeful. It's early in the week. Um, but Cole didn't set the world on fire with his four disposals. So we're going to have these players coming up. So players like Lewis... 
Um, and Young are probably ones to avoid for now. I don't see enough cash generation going in them. But Will Hayes, we both spoke about it. Are you having a look at him at all? Um, oh, yeah. Will Hayes is the one I will be bringing in, should he be named this week. And that's uh, more so to do with that pathetic excuse of a super coach rookie, uh, Bailey Scott, there. Because if you ask me, Corey, he can Scott off. I've had enough with him. Uh, so he can Scott off, like I said, and I'll, I'll turn that into. 50k or so relatively quickly and uh look to do my first upgrade for the week should he be named yeah well be all right if scott could actually do like come back and get something going and we're not just passing him up for 50k that's kind of annoying but what do you do it's better than having zeros in the field he scored 100 in the first week and if you told me at round six he'd only be worth 172,000, i would have laughed in your face that's for sure and not in the team as well yeah. Yeah. Um, but Hayes has been good, like you said. He's he's offered a bit. He's played up on the wing, high half forward. He 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 seems to be doing enough to keep his spot in that team. Are you worried with losses to Freo and losses to Carlton? Nah, I'm not concerned about that. Um, about the team's performance because I think his performance has been uh, better than a lot of others. Yeah, well, that's fair enough too. Um, and and through the preseason too. I mean, we spoke about him at one point just. And, and I know I sort of, if I can quote myself here, I thought he was a really good link between sort of mid and forward. The only thing he needed to touch up on was his disposal. But um, he's been finishing. He finished off a, a beautiful play. They kind of got the dogs going in the first quarter, snagged on from the boundary. That was a very good kick. And um, I don't know. I feel like uh, he's going to hang around in the team. And the one thing I want to say about rookies is that we're at round seven now. Corey, this is the most important time when we're downgrading, not to downgrade for the sake of downgrading, but to make sure the guys we're bringing in are going to be there during the buy rounds. Because I can tell you now, you downgrade to someone like a Rotham who might be on the skirts compared to, I don't know, we might get another defender coming up who might be uh, more prominent in the team in terms of team selection. He he might be a better fixture. Um, that's going to make the world of difference come by because you might have that extra player playing on, uh, on two weeks there out of the three, and, and that's going to be very important. Hence the whole why you're potentially looking at moving Scott on at such a low price as well. Yeah, because uh, no confidence is going to be hanging around there, and uh, I'd probably say that uh, Hayes is a equal, if not better, chance to be hanging around. Plus, I can cash him in, and uh, he should make me enough money to, to warrant the kind of trade. Yeah, and he's on field. Haitley played all right. We'll get to it in a second with around the grounds, but hopefully we get Haitley coming up again soon. Um, but you probably can't trust GWS dropping him after the first game anyway. But look, there's there's plenty out there. Um, he wasn't even a late in Haitley either. Um, they made two changes prior to the game. Yeah. And um, I thought with the changes they made, it was half a chance to get into the team, but uh, they didn't elect to go with him. We'll do. My article will be back this week as well. Um, I'll have Round the Grounds up. It should be up by, what's say, Wednesday at the latest. Um, like I said, it's going to be a bit of a change this year. It's going to be a quick recap of uh, the four leagues, or not so much a recap of the four leagues, it's more of a who to watch out for from each uh, each uh, state league that we've got going on at the moment. Um, but while we're starting off in the VFL, we had Stocker, your boy, down from Carlton. He had 17 disposals on the weekend, still probably a little while away. Rupert Wills had 28 disposals and 8 tackles for Collingwood. He's a bit of a bargain option. They got there in the midfield. It's just a matter of him getting into the side. It's a bit stacked, and I can't really see him getting a game. Um, in the same token, Isaac Quainer, 21 disposals. 
But again, off that half-back flank, it's probably going to be a year in the twos for Quainer, or we might get a bit of him later in the year. Um, Dylan Moore for the Hawks kicked 3-2 and had 17 disposals. Shy Bolton, who was dropped last week. I mean, uh, Rewalt coming back down for the Tigers. We may get him as an upgrade option again this week at 149k. He had 25 disposals, 11 tackles, and was breast on ground for the Tigers in the Magoos. Young Riley West, 17 disposals, 5 tackles, bumps. Um, head across to the Sandful. Adelaide are producing a few. Wilson, again, my boy Paddy Wilson, 149k as well. One goal, 30 disposals, 9 tackles, 7 clearances. He's averaging 32 possessions a game um, there. So, in, in fairness, Corey, if you're not averaging probably 35 a game, you're, you're probably not even at AFL level. Uh, yeah, well... Fair enough. Uh, McHenry had 28, 7 marks and 11 tackles as well. That's Ned McHenry for Adelaide. Um, and Ports Frampton, who's 172k ruck. I don't know, could pop up as an option later down the track when we're looking at downgrading Riley O'Brien. Doubtful, because you're not going 172k player, but he kicked 5 on the weekend also. Um, things that kind of alarm me, West Coast had Williams and Waterman, small forwards bag, 3 goals each. So Petrocelli's been in pretty good form, but... Uh, another bad loss for the Coasters in the weekend. He didn't set the world on fire. So. Uh, he's safe as houses. Petra Charlie, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Valenti had 19 with six tackles for Frio off appeal, I should say. And your boy Tommy North, another 21 disposal response. Just tracking along nicely. The Neeful, it seems to be Brisbane where it's at at the moment. I think they're going to produce a lot of value this season. We've seen Ainsworth come in. Um, Corey Lyons had 38 disposals and seven marks. <coughs> Sorry, oh. and my boy Wooler um, had another 31 and a goal uh, with nine marks backing up his four goals last week too. So these Brisbane line boys, hopefully we can get a little bit more of them that uh, pop up. Uh, fan favourite from last year, Colin O'Reardon down at Sydney had 40 disposals. Haitley bumps, 19 disposals, six marks, six tackles. The Come Express with another beautiful 28 disposals off the half-back flank. Um, and Shipley, a name that we spoke about a lot last year too, that he, he, he had Bruce since he played a game, didn't he? Yeah, Drew the oh, I think he did that shocking. Year, yeah. uh, 25 disposals and 8 tackles too. So it's just a bit of a sample size of some of those young super coach options that we've got down there. Don't panic, like we said last week. You don't have to force trades. If you think your players aren't ready and those that are there aren't going to be good enough, uh, don't necessarily jump on them. Saying they had good of those Richmond boys going at the moment. Ross and um, Stack and Baker. Uh, you'd be very happy. And I'll tell you what, it's a darn shame that Stack wasn't listed as a defender, given that's where he's playing his football currently. Because uh, I reckon we could use a, a handy sort of downgrade option like a Stack right now. That would have been perfect. Yep, but unfortunately we didn't. So I, uh, we and, and have you heard what they've coined him? Hey, you, I don't know if you listen to much SCM, but I know you listen to a fair bit of SCM, but I don't know if you caught it today. Um, I think it was, was it Terry Wallace and KB and whoever else was floating on the... They called him Sydney Bang Stack because <laughs> he's, uh, he's given the, the one of the best different shoulders we've seen probably that in the last crazy. decade. Yeah, it's hard to believe that was almost a week ago now. You've almost figured yeah. out last Wednesday's game. That yeah. was in round seven. How good was that it? It was amazing. And Biney out for two weeks as a result with shoulder issues. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm surprised Christian didn't bloody report him because who knows what the hell goes down down there at AFL. It's, it's a shambles, that place. Whoever, knew, whoever you can just report, you might as well do that. They'll just pull <laughs> anything out of their hat, won't they? Well, everything's about injury, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, and that's it. You'd probably chuck, uh, throw the book at him 
with the injury. Um, anyway, time to move on. Ready for some Who Am I? Born ready, Corey. <laughs> um, I am not in the top 10 of my position. You're not? Why are you doing a Who Am I? My position. Oh, it's a bit of a change up. Um, over half of my scores have been 100 plus. Yeah. yeah. I'm currently playing for a non-top eight team. You know what? When you when you do this um, when you do this who am I thing, I've got to start bringing up the AFL ladder because I've got no idea who's in the AFL. Um, I am in the top five meters ran in the competition. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. I think I'm getting closer to who it is. Yeah. Don't want to have a guess. Uh, Blitzars. Not Blitzars. Okay. Uh, my average is over 94. Okay. Do I have another guess? Uh, well, Walsh. Has to be Walsh. It is Sammy Walsh. It actually, yeah, well, when I started thinking about it, and I thought, uh, surely he's not going to have Walsh sitting in there after 79, but he, he's plugged him in there. I love it. Yeah. No, so the reason I've gone Sammy Walsh, I wanted to bring up the topic of conversation, it, more around him and Constable, and I think Walsh would have been easier for everyone at home to, to guess than Charlie C. Um, what's going to be the go? Are we just going to be riding these guys out for as long as possible, pushing them through the buy rounds and then looking to upgrade afterwards? Because um, they're both just playing so well. I mean, we've got Sammy Walsh sitting there at 450k. He's averaging 96.17. We surely no one could be even contemplating trading him out anytime soon. Wow. It's interesting that you say that because if he came out next week and dropped another 70... I would potentially be looking at it because back-to-back 70s in the in the rolling kind of average, I don't think, uh, well, it'll be sort of 450, but it might just kind of like hover that price, and I think uh, why not kind of just move him on. So we'll see what he does next week, but uh, like I said, texting him during the week, Corey, and uh, well, over the weekend, he assured me, Corey, he assured me it was 104 plus this week. Oh, I can't wait for the podcast that we sit there and you are contemplating trading Sam Walsh. Well, Corey, potentially that may never happen because of what I say, 104 plus this week. Hey, and his average, 96.17. Very, very good. It's actually crazy. He's, no, well, I love that you mentioned he's in the top five. I mean, fancy that he's covered, honestly, an 18-year-old has covered more ground than a lot of other players have out. out the, the, way, the way he runs is second to none. It's, um, he's, now... I think I said this in our private chat the other day, got shut down, but he reminds me that just his running style of Matthew Cruiser, he's just got a real awkward kind of running style, but he just continues to run. He just doesn't stop. And it's a big, big factor in his ability just to continue to get the ball. And you know what? All these absolute tosses, Corey, that think Rosie's more deserving of the rising star than Sam Walsh, get a grip. Very Couldn't believe that statement when I seen it. Honestly. I almost fell off my chair. All right, let's go to some questions this week. We'll do it again that order. A lot came through, so I think that'll probably cover more of the topics and then we can touch on whatever we need to. Um, Justin Iris starts it off. Would you advise a double down this week or one up, one down? He's considering Butters to Hayes, more to Kelly. I think that's... uh, yeah, Tim Kelly, Kelly, yeah. Butters to Hayes, one of Collins, Clark or Scrimshaw, down to Rotham slash Ainsworth. No, um, do the one where you got uh, the downgrade with Hayes and, and Tim Kelly up. Even though I don't think Butters, I think you can give Butters one more leg, to be honest. And uh, if you could upgrade someone else, I'd probably prefer that option. But um, 
yeah, that's kind of where I stand in the situation. I think, I think one up, one down is almost the kind of most encouraged thing this week. I'm not really keen on trading out Darcy Moore, so if you can get your cash from somewhere else, you might as well let Darcy Moore run its course a little bit longer. Um, but we've got... I think we're going to have some good options coming up over the next couple of weeks. I mean, if Ainsworth and Larky both drop another 60 next week, you're probably grabbing both of them just because of the positions. If Rotham, you know, miss this week, come back, you're probably having a look at him as well. I just think we've got some pretty good value on the bubble right now. Um, and there was also all... that Gold Coast fella as well, Corbett, that they yeah, yeah. looked okay. Played well. Um, but it, it's going to be more of a... You know, you go one up, one down next week. If you get the luxury of a double down next week, but even if you don't, you can probably go one up, one down, one up, one down. Um, what have we got? We've got five kind of almost at his, his base price that he's going to be at now. Rory Laird, um, McRae in a couple of weeks too. So there's going to be a lot of value popping up. Um, and I just think the one up, one down. We've got Tim Kelly this week who's just at outstanding value. We were talking about it before we jumped on air. Um, you know, probably the cheapest you'll see him for a while. Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, 470, I mean, for a guy with that sort of talent, uh, and I know we have to factor in every score that they've scored this year, but if you were to take out that 30-odd that he scored, his average is well above 105. Yeah. Um, Bryce Williams, I'm going to break this down first of all. Is trading Charlie Constable right now a stupid idea? Um, I don't know if I'd call it stupid, but I would call it premature. <sighs> Almost like the Cum Express sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when you get given the label the Express. Things just happen rather quickly, don't they, Nichols? Um, he, look, he understands that he's got more money to make, but he can see him capping around three fifty. Um, he's talking about potentially doing Hayes down and Petrocelli up. I don't know why you'd want to move Petrocelli. He's got a negative three break. He's still got a hundred in that system. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be moving Petrocelli. Constable, I think it's at least one too early, and you could probably squeeze another. I certainly think a minimum of 40k out of him when he's kind of finished his first kind of peak in his uh in those waves that we like to speak about here on the, on the program. Um, but I mean, an upgrade's an upgrade, and I think if you if you pull a little bit early on an upgrade, sometimes you can get the benefit of league wins and uh, you know maybe a little catapult in the overall as well. Join Constable score and position and where he's playing right now too. I mean. He's the kind of player that could actually come out with 100 one week. So it's one that I, I really don't like going too early on. Like, there's a couple in our teams right now that you wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the rabbit out of the hat, Constable scored a 120, or Walsh went and scored another 120, and you've gone a week too early on them, and then, you know, Constable ends up being a 400k player, plus you've got a couple of good scores still sitting there too. So there's a lot of players that I will condone pulling the trigger on, um, Charlie Constable's one that I, I kind of, yeah, not sure. And what was the point difference between those two on the weekend? Like six points or something? Yeah. yeah. And and look, why I would say Constable's a, a no trade this week as well is he adds that 60 in round four against GWS. Now, that's going to be removed from his rolling average after this week. So if he comes out and pumps an 80, right, all of a sudden he's got a 79 and 80 sitting in his system and um, less weight's given to that 60. So his break-even, although he's going to go up probably 20K or so, his break-even's going to maintain the same because of the less weight given to the 60. So if he's able just to churn out those consistent scores that he certainly showed over the first three weeks, 85, 84, 99, he can, he can become that 400K uh, potential player. And he had the week off, so you'd assume he's pretty fresh. 
and he came straight back in. So you'd, you'd feel comfortable with him uh, being selected each and every week. Christopher Smallman5. Hey, guys, great pod. Bonds, can you talk about how good Sammy Walsh is? Surely he's won the rising star already. Well, I think I've kind of touched on that one already, haven't I? Yep, and then there's a second part of the question. Is there something wrong with me for looking at Westoff? There's a lot wrong with you for looking at Westoff. Yeah, you cannot look at Westoff. He's done no, nothing yeah. but absolutely cook it early. Yeah. yeah, and we all know how much I love Westoff. I mean, uh, it took a while to sort of get... Was it... Yeah, was I having difficulty getting you around to Westoff last week? Uh, last year, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I still liked Wingard until around that yeah. when we were having that conversation. But come on, man. I mean, you're looking at a guy with a five-round average of uh, 58, and you're asking if he's worth bringing in fair income. Uh, Patrick Chully's got a higher five-game average than that. Yeah. Uh, the Web Express... I'm oh, gonna... This bloke writes in every week. Yeah, he's I'm... banned just for his name. <laughs> he's good. I'm actually going to pass on the question because uh, it's very kind of confusing and trying to predict too much with trades. Um, he's looking... I'll, I'll give you this week, though. He's looking at Clark or Scrimshaw to Rotham, if named, otherwise Scott to Hayes, and then Collins to Tim Kelly via Moore, which is great because I'll be talking about that later. It's something that I look at doing. And then he's talking about next week's trades. I think that's trying yeah. to predict too much. Um, Let's not try to predict the future because we, we really don't know. But if all four um, trades were made, then with 23 trades, you're sitting in a fine position. Scott to Hayes, Collins to Tim Kelly sounds uh, pretty good to me. Yep. Lukey Thomas, who's in one of our leagues. Thoughts on scoring potential and job security of Will Hayes. Also, a shout-out to my mob, the Come Express over in the Limo League, lobbing, lobbing out our first season, first win of the season. Had a real boo-balls feeling at the start of the year. Now seeing myself shooting all over the competition. I am coming, boys. <laughs> and uh, just the inappropriateness of the spelling of coming to I, I think I'd rather like that one actually there Corey um, the job security of, oh, we've kind of spoken about the little high stuff I'm not going to you know, bang on about it any more than that you can uh, rewind a you know, five ten minutes and have a, have a listen yep a lot of questions coming through about Cali and Laird as well um, you're going to talk about Laird with your trade options I think I'd like, it's the perfect time to jump on a Cali or a Laird, to be honest. Hey, what did I say last week, Corey? I said Laird, number one targeting defence. They lost uh, Malira back there, and I thought, gee, the next six weeks is looking like a good thing. And um, I tried to bring him in last week, and, and you know this, I was 10,000 short for bringing in Laird, and I can certainly afford him this week. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about trades later. But Laird, no, this is an absolute uh, steal right now. He's got 250 in the cake. This is Nathan Lucky Davenport. He's looking at Scrimshaw and Libba to Cali and Laird. Do you like that? Scrimshaw and Libba to, sorry, who? Cali and Laird. Tim Cali and Laird. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Even Libba going on Libba now? Yeah, that's, I mean, that, I mean, I don't mind. His break game is 115. I've got no issue if people want to trade Libba right now. Um, I don't mind a lot of the trades that are coming through, the trade questions that are asking about. If you, I mean, if you're improving your team and trading out, you know, two rookies, next one's Atkins and Collins to Hayes and Josh Kelly via DPP swings, I think they're no-brainers. Yeah. If you're improving your team, make the trade. Yeah. Yeah. We got Shane Corbell here. He's just talking about Menengola. Bombs, he's thinking about Atkins to Menengola or Constable to Tim Kelly, which we just spoke about before. Yeah. Um, but Menengola at a discounted price, are you worried about the role? Well, I am worried about the role, and I'm worried about what he's produced so far this year. But if you're looking for an underpriced, potentially point of difference, then you could find worse than Sam Menengola. 
Um, what, do, what do we say all the time here on, the, on this program, Corey? It's when they're beating up teams. He's, he's going all right. He's actually going all right, isn't he? Um, it's when the games are a bit tougher that he struggles a bit. And you look at the fixture and we said, okay, going into this week, we thought West Coast, okay, that'd be a tough challenge. But he knocked out an 85. That's okay. He's got Essendon coming up, North, Dogs, Gold Coast, Sydney, Richmond. I mean, even Richmond give up a lot of points to, to the opposition They don't because they don't score a lot of super coach points themselves. So I like that fixture in the next six weeks. I, I really do. Um, well, like I said, you could do a lot worse. Um, if you're asking me personally whether I'd take the risk, I'm, I'm going to say no. But, uh, you know, obviously I've never won the 50 days, so what do I know, essentially? The way you talk, I thought you would have won it every week. Well... Well, I do have a few side bets, Corey, so essentially I'll win 50k a year. I just don't, don't win it from headquarters, that's all. <laughs> Old mate, uh, Shittum. Oh. <laughs> Hello from somewhere in Asia. Loving the band of boys and some advice you give ain't bad either. But fair income, Corey, I thought Bonks was a flog on this show. Oh, <laughs> I'm as Aussie as a meat pie. It's a, uh, Corey, it's about time. Now, it's about time the listeners, they... But look, when you get off the fence, they realise you're true couples, and that's what I'm about here. I mean, they know who I've been from day one. With you, they're a bit confused about it. Oh, it's not hard to sit on a fence. What more do you think? <laughs> um, he ended up going Meningola to Boke instead of Walters. Good move. Um, yeah, good and move. Cousins to Ross, another good move. Scored 22-37 and come in 4,000 places to 3-6-3-3. Good on you. Shit em. Uh, happy days this week. Considering Collins to Daniel via how DPP or Liber to Fife may also do in Greg Burgess. He's only used two trades so far. I really okay, like so the Fife one. Liber to Fife, was it? Yeah. Or, or what was the other one? Uh, Collins to Collins Daniel. To as Daniel. in Caleb Daniel. Yeah. Which yeah, I, like no, no. As, I, I do like as well, but I'm just seeing the price of five right now, and it's enticing yeah. me so much. You look at the price of five, you look at the break-even, and you don't have him, all of a sudden you're gaining another potential loophole or captain option every week. And uh, when I look at my own team, I feel like that's what I'm missing. I'm missing another BC or C option every week, I feel. And five, mate, is the perfect guy to do it. And the like, other... you, Thing is, too, is Setterfield, Setterfield's still, is he still missing one more week or is he back this no, week? No, no, he's up available for selection this okay, week. Okay, because I was going to say, he's still got Setterfield, Petch and Parker, so means you've got, a, you've got an outright field, one of them. Getting Caleb Daniel could actually help. I don't yeah, know, he's still I, swinging DPP. No, he's swinging DPP, he doesn't make a difference. No, I'm, I like the five. I'm getting five. Yeah, especially in sitting in a, a good spot. Uh, Matt Alvin, what do you do with Witherden? Well, Alex. Yeah. This is this is interesting. One. I wasn't telling you now. I'm prepared for most questions, Corey, but uh, I wasn't prepared for that one. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, he's not. I've got, I know I've got him in draft leagues. I know he's knocking up kind of 80s or 90s every week. So I don't think it, you don't trade him based on that. Just having a look at his scores this year. He's gone four scores in the 90s, a 77 and a 62. So obviously a poor game on the weekend and. There's probably a bit of rage trade about that, but just uh, bring yourself back down to uh, planet Earth or somewhere near planet Earth here and just realise that, you know what, it, it's okay. And, and I'd, I'd, I'm firm hold on that if you started with him. It's, it's almost like the Dunkley scenario that we found ourselves in. He's not doing a lot of damage to your team no. um, and can definitely turn it on. So why he is just 
steadily kicking along. You just hold it, you ride it out, and it's an upgrade later in the year. Unfortunately, if you've got him, you're not real. You're probably never really in a contention for the 50k early anyway. So yeah. you turn your attentions to probably league, play it out, and again, kick it on. I wouldn't really be looking to move him. It's probably not the ideal matchup every week, but if you're upgrading somewhere else, and you know instead of having to upgrade there, you're probably taking his. 80 to 90 versus another rookie out on the field. So, uh, Benoit, no knees, Dallin Gray. I'm going to shorten this question, Bonts. He's liking the looks of Daniel Rich. He hasn't liked oh, the looks geez. of Daniel Rich before, but he's making some good cases for him. Would you go Rich? I'll, I'll read out the cases before it. Um, my curveball, Daniel Rich, historically has killed many super coach, super, super coach coach, given he puts it together a sexy three week and dies. This season, he seems to be like a, a lot like the Lloyd of the Lions, taking high percentage of kick-ins, etc. Would you go Rich over Laird to pocket an extra 100k and possibly Boke upgrade next week? No. I'd be I'd be going the Boke upgrade this week if you could. Or, no, I'd definitely go Laird over Rich anyway. Um, fair thing, Corey. Did he genuinely ride Daniel Rich is the Jake Lloyd of Sydney? <laughs> No, no, did he seriously write uh, that? Well, it's... it's Banny. I want him off the... No, no, Banny from the website for his stuff. Get him off. He's, Daniel Rich is the Jake Lloyd of Brisbane. Turn it up. On <laughs> oh, no, fair Corey. Turn I'm it gonna, up. I'm going to tweet that into Dunstall, and we're going to get that on the bounce next week. Daniel Rich is the Jake Lloyd of Sydney. Pull your head in, son. Spare income. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to read the, the back end of Jake. Jaden Banks's question here. He's looking at Tim Kelly, which I, I love everything you're doing. Go for it. Um, but he finished off his. This is Jaden Banks, someone else. Loving your work as always. Avoiding the sinking Titanic in Marshall. In bumps we trust. Choo choo. Uh, you know what? That in hashtag that oh, that is a lot better than the bumps vlog thing. I tell you, good on you, son. Good on in bumps we trust. You've never spoken words more true in your life, there, Jaden Banks. Good on you. Oh, how good is the Marshall thing? <laughs> Uh, well, and I'll tell you, if you saw Billy Longer play on the weekend, Corey, you would know Marshall's straight back in the team next week. There's no doubt about it. But, Jesus. Oh, fair Corey. 63 game off since we said not to get him. Jesus. Oh, yeah. uh, I did say not to get him after round two, so we do need to acknowledge he did score a ton the week after. But, come on. Scotty Warwick is... Um, <laughs> Got a trade suggestion. Got five ninety k in the bank. He's asking between Fife, Oliver, or Boke. Fife, Oliver, Boke. Well, you, I'm telling you now, you're not picking Oliver because he, he is honestly. We talk about sometimes a dog shit flavored lollipop. Well, he's <laughs> he's probably a cross between a, a chocolate and a dog shit flavored lollipop because he's he's not quite dog shit in the super coach world yet, but he's fast moving towards there. I'll tell you that much. Um, it's it's five clearly, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's that far clear though because you've also got Boke as a forward, um, but right now the obvious choice is Fife because we've got him. Yeah, you've got the value in Fife. He's yeah. how underpriced would you say Fife is right now? 60K? I would say no. Yeah, I, I would comfortably pay what Fife started this year at is what I think is worth around yeah. that kind of six eighteen price, and he's five sixty for it. Yeah. He's cheap. That is cheap. He's so cheap. Um, yep. Yeah, I think it's Fife, Boke, and I'd be avoiding Oliver. If you haven't started Oliver, until Melbourne can put something together, this is this issue. He's not doing much wrong. 
but oh. we paid top dollar for him and we expected 120. So, in fact, his disposals now I'm pretty sure I've heard this right. They're certainly correct uh, as of last week. I don't know how stats affected this week, but he's averaging more touches per game this year than he was last yeah, year. Um, 32 on the weekend or something, yeah. So, it, it probably hasn't affected it then. So, I'm going to go with he's averaging more touches this year than he was last year. His contested numbers are down, though. His, you know, his score chain involvement, tackles down, all the kind of little things. I don't think... Has he even kicked a goal this year? Uh, Melbourne kicked a goal this year? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a very good point, Good. So, look, all those other kind of things, all those other elements to getting your kind of super coach points are down, and that's where he's been hurt. I'm struggling to see when Melbourne turn this around, and, and when they do, we'll probably see more output from Oliver. But I would not buy him until we see him turn it around, until we see the team, I guess, turn it around and, and his form turn around, all his points turn around as a result. Yep. No, I wouldn't be grabbing Oliver anytime soon. I really like this question here, the next one, actually. It's from Andrew Wallace. He said, hey, Bumps and Corey. He's probably one of the first people to spell your name right, too, Bumps. So. <laughs> he spelled that wrong. His name is And he's... Sp- oh, yeah, it's true. He's and he spelled, spelled my name wrong as well. Yeah, we spelled Lee. Uh... All good, Andrew. Love the show. Awesome content. I've been playing AFL Fantasy for about seven to eight years now, and this is his first serious season of playing Supercoach. Well, welcome aboard, because it's a lot better. His problem, he's used two trades per week for the last four weeks, um, and now he's terrified he's burning through trades. He's happy with his primo's output, so he's learning at more fixing rookies. But his question is, should he? What do we think? More trades to hold in time and cash generation get recalled. Your input is appreciated. And you scroll down, Bonks. You got the team there. Um, I like the team. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be going and, and tearing anything apart. Or oh, Benny McAvoy. That's different. Mm. And yeah. Um, I. I don't know what you'd really be looking at. Don't know. He's got Hind and Scott there too. So he's gone the real AFL fantasy approach here and gone a, a little bit early on a couple of those players for mm. minimal cash gain. So the thing, the main difference between anyone that jumped to fantasy and is looking at this super coach this year, you can't be quick trading for quick cash. You've kind of got to maximise as much value out of your rookies as you can and make sure you get it right at the start. So in this gentleman's situation, Bonts, what are you doing? Scott down to thing? Oh, yeah. you're not trading because of... No, no, more than likely I'd be going Scott down to Hayes should he be there. And all of a sudden, he's kind of got like 240k to play with. And uh, you don't mind sort of 240k there. But there's no obvious kind of trades that stick out unless you were willing to move Brad Crouch onto, let's say, a Nat Fife. But um, in summary, he's already used eight trades, Corey. Now, this is the complicating nature. Looking at his team and, you know, those who are – yeah, you know, listening here, and yeah, you, know, you can always just jump onto Supercoach Elite's website and uh, follow, yeah, have a look at the team. Yeah, go through the questions with us. Um, but he's already used eight trades, so he's got twenty-two trades left. For me, that's essentially eleven upgrades. Now you look at his team and you think, well, Dersma, or Walsh, Constable, Drew. That's what five, um, and then six, seven with Baker and Parker. So I feel like he's got enough trades there to upgrade Crouch, Nunes, and Smith, providing he. Uh, doesn't cop any significant injuries and, um, yeah, it kind of goes through the season here with, with the right trades. But, yeah, like you said at the top, Corey, you can't just be using two every week. It's It takes a little while to get used to. I was a big fantasy player as myself. I started off as fantasy is my primary kind of thing. And when they converted to two trades every week is probably when I started to go all in on Supercoach because I like the challenge of uh, holding trades and selecting the right players because 
I think there's too much patchwork that can be done in fantasy that, that makes it a bit too easy to play. Yeah, yeah, so... It's a skill to not trade. I think it's one of the most underrated things. It's a skill not to trade, and uh, we've said it on the program before, well, I certainly have. I think that trades come to us in Supercoach. We don't go to them. So unless the trades are kind of knocking down the door, then, then I wouldn't be doing it. So with this fella, I think I'm moving Scott down to Hayes if Hayes is named, and I'm going Crouch to Fife more than likely. Yeah, don't hate it, or even just wait and... Yeah, look for the primos when they come. Um, Tony's Pep, what do we do with Robbie Gray? So best option for Gray, do all the way up to Boak or take the value in Cali? Well, if, if I was you, I, I would ring up Leonardo DiCaprio and see if he's got any more of those uh, broken pieces of Titanic just to keep yourself afloat because uh, that ship that is Robbie Gray has totally sunk this season, hasn't it, Cause, uh yeah, broken hand now too. Yeah, no, no, no. That is certainly an absolute certain uh, abort mission and uh, get off. Yeah, get off and, and get him on. Uh, ideally, if you've got nearly 200 in the bank, um, you'd be going to track both or... Tim Kelly, you haven't got Tim Kelly. It only cost you about 60, 70K to go grade Tim Kelly. That's almost the most sensible one, I think. Yeah. What's Boak going to... I mean, Boak. What's Robbie Gray going to do to that team? The hole he's going to leave. Is that going to affect someone like Boak or anyone else? Rockliffe, who may have to go and have stints in the forward line? Nah, Corey, honestly, I'm, I'm not concerned by it at all. You, you have a look at it and he's kind of there to... I, I think what Rockliffe and Boak are doing in the midfield, I don't think Hinkley wants to... To sort of play with that, I I think what goes on there, you keep it. You you have to be on somewhere, somewhere in your mind. You'd have to be a little bit stupid to toy with a formula that's working in your midfield, would you not? Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't strike me as a stupid man getting. Um, Billy Sloan, I love this one. Zach Williams bumps. Don't want to hear how trashy he is again. Give the guy some love. Was on 40 Supercoach early before Whitfield got the cork thigh, so no excuse. Went, went, he went 94 average before doing his Achilles. He's on track to average it from anywhere from 95 to 105. Oh, yeah. and oh, 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 O'Brien. O'Brien. No, no, I like the O'Brien one. Hey, I'll tell you now. This guy's got any stones about him. He reckons 94. All right, I'll, I'll lay a challenge out to you. I will bet you a slab of beer, right? Uh, you know, and of course, drink responsibly, gamble responsibly. But, you know, get at me on Twitter. We'll arrange some sort of bet. Now, you can take 94.1 and above. No, well, sorry. You can take 94 average for the season and above, and I'll take 93.9 and below. Now, let's, let's see if you've actually got some stones to put some... Uh, Corn on the line here because I'm very open to uh, making a bit there. On you, Billy. Uh, he's got again with thoughts on Jack Billings. Always so much upside, but if Saints drop off, he does. He's a front runner, second of the ball, average 85 to 90 here. From here, the Saints run of form declines. They moved him. He moved him on the weekend. Richo, did you notice it? Uh, not overly. It was dismal. Uh, who did Saints play? What game was that? Adelaide. Ah, yeah, and I did watch most of that game too. Yeah, well, yeah. They, I think they were trying to do something during that game because I think Adelaide were just overrunning them. Nah, well, he was moved from the midfield. I'll be very hesitant in getting him right now. But in saying that, I mean, he's done nothing wrong this year. His lowest score has been 81. Yeah. Tell me what's wrong about that. You can't really be complaining, can you? You can't. Two, two tons, a score in the 90s, and three scores in the 80s. I mean, if you're on him... 
then then good on like, like you, you probably would have been on him from earlier in the year, I'd imagine. And I think it's been nothing but a good move. Yeah. Uh Mr. Player, hey boys, three quick questions. Is Fife at his price where he just can't be ignored? Correct. Is it time to cash in on Brad Crouch? Um, I don't mind giving him one more week, but um, yeah, I'm more than happy to move him on this week. Yeah. Um, and trade or hold Sam Collins? I think you are, you only do that if it's a necessity, uh, to be honest. I think you only trade Sam Collins if you're going up, not down. Yeah, because he could he could score seventy, no problem. Yeah, and he can carry you through the buys and like because he's certainly getting games and all that sort of uh, jazz. But um, yeah, I, I'm we'll speak about trades later. But Collins probably not going to survive the week for me. Um, at Benny Olsman, hey gents, still haven't fired this season. Need a quarter time rev up. Any trade advice would be appreciated greatly. I hate these ones where people don't come in with something to us. Mm. Um, what's he got? One eighty, what almost two hundred. But as you know, what I wouldn't mind seeing here, if you could go uh-huh. with this one here, if you could go and Atkins. Or say Rotham or someone's name, you'd probably wait till next week. But if you go on Atkins down, yeah, or someone down, you know, Collins to Rotham, even though we just said you don't really want to be doing that, um, and go on Butters to Fife. Oh, he's already got Fife. Shit, we walked right past that one. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, his midfield's actually, I don't mind it. I think you you almost have to hold in his yeah, situation. It's like um, yeah, I just like there's nothing that's screaming out to me. I don't mind moving Collins on, but twenty Hayes. The only one but, would be Scott to Will Hayes if one not named. Well, I don't even mind Atkins being moved before um, Scott as well. Atkins, I'll tell you who we've all missed this year is that Myers fellow. He's oh, uh, he's at like 300k with a low. He's uh, yeah, he's done very very good uh, guy in Myers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'd probably move Scott, and then with Scott, sorry, I'm gonna cough. <coughs> yeah. Um, and then when Scott's gone, I wonder if you've got enough money to go Collins to Laird. Yeah. yeah. I reckon because he's got 180 in the bank already. You pocket another 50. You put 311 plus say 230k together. That gives you 540. That's probably give or take what Laird's uh, currently priced at. Or it's 531. Yeah, you should be able to make that. I reckon that's what I'd do. That's good. Um, Nicholas Volk 10 I'm with you Bombs get a big dog up for you for those who got Marshall anyways what do you boys reckon do you think Rocky can be top 10 this year cheers yeah no I've said it consistently Rocky can be top 10 I think the only way he's not top 10 is if he gets injured and his role significantly changes but uh, I mean you can't really predict injury although we will say we can because his history suggests that at some point he might go down for a a couple of weeks but um, you know that there's not many players that are actually going to play 22 this year, I would have thought. So um, you sort of just take that with any sort of player you pick up. Um, yeah, he can be a top 10 midfielder. Do I think it's more likely than unlikely? Um, I'm probably about even. I would say if we ran this race from here 10 times, he would be a top 10 midfielder five times out of the 10. Uh, I don't know if I'd be risking it. Um uh, what's he four eighty now? That's still unders. It is yeah. still unders for him. You think about Scores it. The game hundred ninety in the last two weeks, so. Yeah, well, that's like what's McRae done the last week? He's outdone McRae in the last two weeks. Mm. So, and and we've got no problems with saying McRae's a top eight, do we? So, um, you know, 
again, it's one of those things. You have a look at that. What do you have, a concussion or whatever happened when you had that 36? You take that out. The dude would be averaging close to 115, 120, would he not? Yeah, do you know the funny thing is too, he's come up against some pretty good, not some not bad midfielders, like some midfields, Carlton, Melbourne, Richmond. That's where he's put up all his points too. Yeah. 138, 116, 140. And he's got Collingwood, Adelaide and Gold Coast. So, yeah, look, there could be worse options out there. I, I don't like the next two weeks all that much for him, particularly the Collingwood match. I, I don't think he's going to get much, but, um, you know, Adelaide, Gold Coast, Hawks, Saints, Freo, after that's pretty... Uh, Pretty enticing. Uh, Zach Robertson, too early to move Constable if it's t- to Fife. Well, great question. Um, I'll say no. I think you're getting points, and if you consider Fife's price rise and Constable's price rise, you might only be losing 20 to 30k at the end of the day. Because if Fife makes you know 60k on his price, and you sell Constable potentially 80 short of what his uh, absolute peak's going to be. You've essentially only lost twenty thousand. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Even though when players rise, it doesn't really matter because we've already got them in our team. We speak about that, but it does make a difference in this case if both players are going to go up at the same time. If you wait a week, so I think that twenty thousand is probably worth the point you get five over Constable over the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, Casey Mac one six two six thoughts on Scrimshaw to Bynes and Butters to Fife, which allows me to get Drew to Boke and Constable to Ainsworth next week. Getting in Bynes allows me to trade O'Brien to any position when the time comes. Reading this, uh, it alarms me and it makes me think that you traded a zero to um, O'Brien already, and then you're going to trade O'Brien some someone else to a zero. Um, it depends on how many zeros you got in your team. I mean, if you've got a full team, then I suppose I probably don't hate it because if that's the only way you're getting five this week, then you've definitely got some more on-field points. But oh, I see what he's okay. I see. Oh, yeah. It's taking a little while to sort of picture it. So he's going to trade Scrimshaw, and I assume put Bynes into his forward line. Yeah. And then when um, O'Brien's ready to trade, he's going to trade him down potentially to a forward rookie on the bubble and put Bynes into the ruck position. Um, Yeah, that's good forward planning there. Um, I don't know if I like it because, you know, I'm giving a little consideration to the buyers coming up. And if I've got O'Brien, I want to hold him through the buyers because I think that's going to be valuable. And by putting Bynes into your team now, you'll be carrying a donut through all the buyers and... I'm not sure I like that. Yeah. Plus, Drew's got a fair bit of money still to make. Yeah. yeah especially... Yeah. It gets your fife, though. It does, but Drew's break-even's four. But that's next week. You can cancel next week's trade plans. Uh, okay, so what, what happens this week? Scrum butters for five. I'm sure. And Butters for five and Bynes. Uh, I'm not doing it, No. Scrimshaw, I don't mind trading though, but I'm just not trading him to Bynes. Yeah, I'd assume that the Bynes would be the only way they could get five. Because he needs a 102k. Yeah. Uh, look, if if you are high up in the rankings, I really don't mind that. If you, if yeah, you, change, if you mid, yeah, if you're mid-pack, then maybe not. But say you're in the top 1k, then you almost go for it, I think. Um, and again, uh, so Casey Mack, who are your thoughts for F5 and F6? And shout out 
their own Twitter handle. Yeah, nah, cheers. Casey with a C, is that male or female? Casey with a C, well, I think that goes both ways. It's a unisex name, I think. Yeah, Casey, um, can you let us know at the end of the day? And yeah, well, Twitter handle, cool. yeah, nah, cheers. Truly not that it matters, Corey. It does not matter at all, uh, yeah. but I almost said he once and I almost said she once. Ah. So, um, it took a lot to try and, uh, yeah, correct myself there. <laughs> F5 and F6 right now, who do you think they are? Nah, I think Caleb Daniel and uh, Billings. Uh, I, I think I, I'll slide, I spoke about this last week, didn't we? And I said Billings, Walters and Daniel, and I had um, I had Walters and Billings, but I'm going to sub Walters out and I'm going to put Caleb Daniel in there now. I like what Caleb Daniel's doing. I just fear the day they might put someone on him, though, Corey. It's so, it's so super coach friendly. I, the other thing is, though, awesome. I think I think other teams really like it because yeah, they, they, feel they, like they can, can exploit and, that yeah. yeah, big time. So, uh, like, a season like last year where you didn't have to set up 6-6-6, it probably would have been ideal, but... They're just a lot of teams are exploring. I don't understand how Caleb Daniel can end up being the last man back in defence so often. It makes no sense to me, but it seems to happen. Um, last low question. Score 90, low score of 93 this year. He's so super coach friendly. Yeah. The role he plays is so super coach friendly. We just need to hope that uh, that stays there. Yeah, cool. Not to like to toot our own horns, but uh, where did, where did this Caleb Daniel sort of start from last year? When did it start? Back end of last year, we were back end of last year on this podcast. All about it, all about it, um, and spoke about the role changer there. We didn't spot, we didn't say starting, but we said there's no harm in starting this year. Yeah, hey Corey, that's probably why they call us Super Coach Elite. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Uh, Lee McKenzie, is it wise to offload Liberty Tim Kelly? Is it wise? Oh, well, I don't know if it's wise. Hindsight will tell us that, but I think it's a good move. It's, it's a sideways move for sure. I think actually you make a bit of money, don't you? Uh, potentially. You actually it's 488. You make 12K. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can, get, you can eventually get Kelly up forward as well. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah don't mind it at all. Um... Look, we spoke plenty about Fife. I think McRae's one that I kind of want to touch on his name because we've got him next week. Like, we're going to have him the, the next week or the week after. So when it comes to upgrading these players, definitely keep in mind, if you're not a Fife owner, you're not a McRae owner, I think I almost think those two are locks for top eight. They're, they're almost worth having a look at. Um, Cali at 588 really tempts me as well too, but I think mainly because we've got so much uh, luxury in the midfield that people have forgotten about these champions. And this is why this week I'm having a serious look at Nat Fife because I know it's a pain in the ass to go to someone like um, Crouch to Fife when they're, when Crouch is doing so well, but on most weeks so far, that's a 40 to 50 point upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, 560... I mean, honestly, if if five was five sixty at the start of the year, you would have hesitated to uh, starting in your starting lineup. It's a lock there. such um, an awesome price. Yeah, very very tantalising. Um, is there anyone else you really wanted to talk about? No. Nope. Oh, Sicily. I think Sicily and Heard need to be given more respect in the back line. Um, Corey. Um, Heard. Heard has been insane. Absolutely insane. And I don't get how his break even is that high, to be honest. He, he is absolutely insane, Hearn. And I'll tell you now, 
if um, if Price was not considered, he would be my number one trade target in defence right now. And uh, Sicily as well. I mean, let's have a look at Hearn first of all. He's turned up five out of six games with uh, a 139 in there and a 121 and a 119 in his last three. It's insane, man. And he's on a low score of 89 this year. And then you have a look at Sicily as well. He's only, you know, 20 odd K cheaper than him. And you have a look at what he's done. And he's gone four out of six tons with an 81 and a 95 being his scores below that. And 119, 117, 127 in his last three. I, I really think that they're not, they have not been given enough respect uh, so far this year and need to be more widely discussed about as trade options. Well, let's go straight into trade talk now. What are yeah. you potentially looking at? So I'm looking at um, Bailey Scott down to Hayes, providing that situation with teams is uh, is all good to go. And I think uh, now's the right time to buy Rory Laird. Price considered fixture and, and team news with um, Malira obviously going down and obviously I won him last week. So, um, yeah, just with the lack of DPP available to me in my team, it means that I can't go and get a primo midfielder at this time. Um, which is annoying because I really want Nat Fott, um, but I think I'm going to have to settle for Rory Laird, which probably isn't the worst thing. Yeah, so a couple of things that I'm looking at right now is I've got uh, Atkins and Scott there too, so I could go Scott down to Hayes and use Collins to get... Well, actually, I can go Collins straight to Tim Kelly, which is one I was considering via DPP, especially if Scott's named. Um, I'm also considering the Atkins down to Hayes or, Col- or Scott down to Hayes and going Collins up to a... Originally was Sicily, just because of the... Um, uh, discounted price. There is also Hearn. The two that I have had a good look at, which I think I'll probably just wait a little bit longer on just because of price of everyone else, is Lloyd and Boak as well. They've been my two almost must-haves since probably around three or four. But I think why we've got everyone else at such a discounted price, it's probably an ideal situation or time to pick up one of them. I've already got Laird, so it's a nice, easy pass for me. The last option that I've tinkered with and had a look at this week is Brad Crouch um, out for Fife in a straight trade. So it's all going to come down to rookie's name, what's the situation on Thursday night. I don't ideally want to get rid of Brad Crouch. I've also got him there too. It'll be Liberal or Crouch. I'll, yeah. I'll decide that come the time. Um, well, I want you to get off the fence and let us know right now. Crouch or Libo, who goes first? Uh, what is, what a break evens. Yeah, so Libra 115, Crouch 86. Oh, and last two scores? Um, well, Libra's worth more as well. He's worth 22k more as well, if that sort of alters your, uh, your thinking about it. But Crouch uh, last two, 185. And Libra's... 71. I'd actually yeah. probably, I'd probably move Libra first. Yeah, cool. So, that, that, that's yeah, that's where I'm coming from. I hadn't really had put much look into that. I was kind of just... Yeah, talking. So look, limit of five. Um, and then the other the other option around that too is you don't lose the money because net, I've still got two hundred k sitting in the bank. So even if I did just do that one trade, I could even look at Brad Crouch to McRae when that's ready too. Um, and I still see them as upgrades in my team. These are definitely players that could get me to the back end of the season as well. Um, whereas I'd probably for the league component probably look at upgrading one of my rookies first. But Fife is Fife is life, so they're just a couple of things that I'm dealing with. Most likely, 
I've started to really sway towards the Tim Kelly one. Yeah. And I think the Kelly's funny the thing right points, yeah. is out of all those players, he's probably the one that entices me the least. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's probably just because what it does for your Ford Rooks, because uh, Ford Rooks, I mean, they're, it's, it's, it's hard scoring down there, isn't it? Yeah, and well, it doesn't really make a difference for me this week because I still got Darcy Moore would have to go back. It wouldn't be until next week if I moved on to Petrocelli. Um, that makes a difference. Yeah, that it makes right. a difference when Darcy Moore comes back up forward or yeah. potentially even looking at moving Darcy Moore depending on what happens. So, yeah, time will tell, but trades have been pretty tricky, pretty scary. You've got to try and plan for what's going to happen, but you can't really when you don't really know what's going to happen with rooks and everything as well. Um, I'm kind of all over the place at the moment. Yeah, and, and look, just to clarify why um, as well, I mean, I'm looking at Laird over Fife, is that on field for me, would I rather going into this week have Fife and let's say Dersma on field, or would I rather... Um, Rory Laird and uh, like a Tom Libertore type uh, instead. So for me, I think Laird and Libba are more likely to outscore Fife and um, uh, Fife and Dersma. Yeah. And or, yeah, Fife and Scrimshaw rather. So. We've always been really big on the two game, uh, two game, you know, the, the two players the together. On field, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pick them up, put them next to each other. Um, <laughs> I know it's very early in the week. I was complaining to you, I hate potting on Mondays today. Um, yeah. <laughs> Vice-captain and captain option. Now, this, this is this is shocking. Uh, this year, doing this so early, I know that. And thanks for doing it all early, Corey, because, well, I don't know if this is coming on the voice, but I'm actually coming, starting to come down with a cold. I thought I'd be inaudible tomorrow, so that's why we've, uh, we've come a bit earlier this week. Um, what are we doing? Captain uh, options. Okay. So having a quick look at the fixture this week, we have a look at what we what we sort of like here. So Caleb Daniel against Richmond. Now, we know we've spoken about what halfbacks do against Richmond. I, I would like to see uh, just how far he can, or just how much of a ceiling he's got, because I think if there's a week for him to really kind of pronounce himself as a super coach option, which we already think he is here, um, this is going to be the week that's probably going to turn a lot more people onto him. I think Carlton have got a monster north, and I think Cripps is going to do a lot of the work there. Although the last two weeks have been very, very disappointing from him. Danger against Essendon is an is a, avoid. That's his kryptonite team, so I'm not going anywhere near that. Um, and I'm pretty sure uh, Matt Crouch may even be a, a sneaky option against Frio, but I think Nat Fife and Lockie Neal and Grundy are, are your kind of options. At this stage here, though, I, I personally would be running with a BC on a... Well, depending on what happens with team selections, ultimately, but... Um, the dogs have the, an earlier game, so I need to go for a game earlier than the dogs. Um, so I'm probably got no choice but to go Grundy or Gorn at this stage, and um, I'm probably running into Crips right now. Such a tough week for captains when you look at it. Like um, Hewitt's probably going to go stand on Lockie Neal. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the McCrays and that if you had them as well, but the only tough part about that is the... You know, the West Coast game overlaps the same time if Bonds is your loop. Obviously, if you've got Sweet, you're in a little bit of trouble. We assume Jordan Clark's coming back in here. So, unless Scott's Tottenham, they're kind of tough ones as well. Right now, or Cedarfield doesn't come back into the team. Yeah, well, there you go. You'd assume he's coming back in. Yeah. yeah. Well, you I'd actually, he played some pretty good footy without him. 
Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, there's the element. Now, this is the thing here. I think Dow, SPS, um, Fisher, I think they've all been better with Setterfield out in the team because all of a sudden there's another player in the midfield trying to get the ball and not trying to play a, play a tagging role. However, if you think about it, who brought Hawthorne back into the game last week? O'Meara, 43 touches and, uh, you know, a goal and, you know, however many clearances and all that sort of crap. So I think there's probably they're going to review the game and think, well, gee, if we could have shut someone out like O'Meara or limited his impact, um, they're going to look to set a field down who's back off the suspension and probably bring him in. So it's probably going to affect players like SBS and these sorts, but it won't affect Kruger. Um If I had Kelly or Canelio too uh, for GWS, I think this is the one week that I'd like to kind of take take the VC well, on them. I think they normally match up really well against St Kilda. I think Canelio is under an injury cloud and potentially so well, lucky field. And, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Cal- and so did Lockie Whitfield. So Hayley's probably going to get a run this week. But uh, I think, yeah, I Kelly think... as the top dog. Yeah, I, I really like that, the Josh Kelly one as well. I don't know if I told you. I had a look at trading, what the trade of Crouch and Libert for Fife and Kelly would look like this week too. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And it looks a lot better because all of a sudden you've got a lot more better players in your team. Crouch, <laughs> Oliver, Crouch, Fife, Kelly. Yeah. Reads a hell of a lot better. Yeah, wants uh, Constable Walsh. Um, but if I was doing anything, I'd probably be going... I'm thinking Grundy. Um, Grundy up at Port on the Friday night. It's the early one. He's been in pretty good form too. If you can... Even for the likes of Brody Grundy, I think it's just safe. He gets the loophole out of the way and there we go. I'd normally... You know me, I love Lockie Neal, but I respect Stewart as a tagger so highly. Be interesting to see what they do with him because he went to Whitfield, didn't he? And um, you know, maybe that idiot that's contemplating uh, Daniel Rich, maybe he'll run straight to Daniel Rich because I don't think I don't think anyone has actually tagged Neil this year or run with him. Uh, Collingwood went head to head with him and absolutely smashed him with speed, but yeah, he's just. I can't recall when he's been tagged though. No, well he hasn't. Yeah. How did Brisbane go last week? Who'd they play again? And the week, it just um, yesterday, my memory this weekend is shocking. Gold Coast. Uh, well, because yeah. it's so long. Yeah, they play Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. All right, well, anything else to add? Well, Corey, yeah. You, you, I don't think I've informed you of this, actually, but, now yeah, I was out on uh, I was out on Saturday night, my cousin's 18th, and uh, actually bumped into a fan, Corey. So uh, we, just, we just want a little shout-out for him because my cousin's been busting me balls, give him a little shout-out. But Daniel French is just Cheney or whatever the hell you know your name. Um, when I met you, I thought you were a cockhead, thought your team was shit, so I uh, get stuff. There's your shout out. And um, I was actually playing indoor last night, Corey. Now, Corey, I was, well, we asked you to fill in, but you were unavailable last night, weren't you? So uh, we had the poor man's uh, Corey and then we had the Super Bowl filling in for us last night, is that? Um, now, I was wicket keeping, Corey. Now, I just, the previous uh, over, I was bowling, bowled the bloke. Uh, off stump as I as I tend to do all the time, Corey. Just a magnificent uh, person out in the field I am, and um, I've gone to be wicketkeeper. Now the batsman's turned around to me and quote unquote, "Don't worry, I'll still listen to you on the podcast." That's what he said to me, Corey. I was behind the, I was baffled. Yeah. So uh, shout out to whoever whoever that novel I think was. That, I, was team, I think that was. Uh, I think it was uh, Stephen Beaumont. I think might have been. No uh, idea. Yeah. Good on. He's uh, mutual friends of friends, and uh, the Serial Press let me know that they were playing them last <laughs> night, and I was just, 
It's <laughs> would have liked that. Um, it shattered. So, uh, yeah, no, shout out to him because they beat us and I was filthy about it. I've probably done his butt at some point during the game, so good, good on you, fella. Hey, you just would have realised how much of a flog you actually are. You <laughs> <laughs> would have seen it first hand, that's for sure, of course. Oh, all right, Elitis. Well, on behalf of Bombs and myself, peace out, community, and thanks for listening.